Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour with your host, Sam Leibowitz. Good morning, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Welcome to another wonderful show. This has been quite an interesting week here at the at the center and on the station. Uh, I hope you all caught the premiere of uh, William's wonderful new show um, yesterday on Thursday, 12 noon, called Travel and Wellness Today. Um, he had a wonderful premiere um, and he'll be back for many more shows. It's a wonderful to have finally a show on the station talking about travel and the importance of uh, travel for our wellness and our health. Um, well, let's get into it. Uh, and we returning after her short hiatus for her trip to was it Minneapolis, Selena? It was. Ah, it's a return of Selena Matreya with her practical spirituality tips of the week. Did you have a wonderful time out there? How was your evening of grace? Well, thank you. It was fabulous. Um, we had a lovely crowd, and people got quite a bit out of it. And Minneapolis is one of my very favorite cities. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. So you should be all recharged and ready to go. What's our practical spirituality tip of the week this week? Well, I wanted this week to bring our awareness to a habit that many of us have, which is deeply rooted. Mm. And one that doesn't serve. And that's mm. the habit of never being satisfied with what is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really being able to learn how to be in the moments of our lives and let them show up without needing it to be different, which is very, kind of the antithesis to what most of us experience. Experience. Right, right. You know, I mean, I know there are times we want to change things that are happening in our lives, but for most people, they're rushing, always rushing from one thing to another, and when we take an awareness of really what's going on, they're rushing from pain, and they're sprinting to happiness or to pleasure, mm. and thus never really being able to experience the present moment. Ah, very true, very true, because when we're busy trying to get to the next thing, our, our focus and our intention, attention is on the future, not on where we are right now. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, the present moment's not just a phrase or some high concept. It's really an actual experience that we can have, but for most of us, it usually takes a lot of work to get there because we have to reprogram ourselves with conscious choice and effort, you know, and when mm. we bring ourselves into this lifestyle of not only physically slowing down, but bringing awareness to whatever it is that we're experiencing, then we actually, over time, do have the experience of peace because the rushing stops, we experience greater acceptance of what is, we're open to gratitude, and our hearts are open wide to whatever comes along and the universe can co-create with us because we're not rushing 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 or directing directing mm. directing all the time leaving no room 
Right, right. Right. And and I think also we need to be kind of gentle with ourselves about yeah. developing this new habit because you know, we're so used to, to rushing either to something or away from something that this whole concept of just being with what's going on in the moment, it, it takes a little getting used to. It takes time. It's, you know, like going to a gym and building up your muscles. You're not going to, um, you know, lift 250 pounds the first night in the gym. You're going to, you know, have to build up to that. Right. And I love what you said about being, you know, kind to yourself because when we make shifts in practical spirituality, is all about how we be in our life and moving our values into our life and not just having them over here and, you know, living our life in a different way. And so as we make these changes, you know, we need to be kind to ourselves. I remember Pema uh, Chodron once said, um, see, the, if I can remember this, the most fundamental aggression to ourselves, the most fundamental harm we can do to ourselves is to remain ignorant by not having the courage and the respect to look at ourselves honestly but gently. So that gentle piece is important. And I wanted to share two, two steps that people could take um, okay. that will get them on in the beginning of that process. If they find themselves, if people are listening and you find yourself resonating where, you know, you're not present to what's happening, you're always rushing. Um, most people would say, well, you know, that's just the way it is. That's my life. Well, really stopping the habit of multitasking one of the first steps taken. That's a biggie for people because mm. most people are so into multitasking they don't even they're not aware of it. Society really values right. that. We're valued and lauded for how much we can accomplish in a day. Right. And um, so the first place to stop really is to the first place is to take that kindly observation of you and mm. see where are you. What what does it look like? What does your world actually look like? And then secondly, if you want to shift it, just start looking at where you're multitasking and see where you could stop. What places really would be served and where would you be served? You'll always be served by stopping the multitasking, but what looks right in your physical life? Mm -hmm. Because that whole aspect of not trying to cram so much in shifts on so many levels what's happening inside of you and how you just that choice, making the choice begins a major shift and begins to develop, as you were saying, Sam, that very different muscle. Mm -hmm. So take an observation of you and then take an observation of your life. Where can you choose to stop multitasking? I used to be the queen of multitasking. I don't do it at all anymore over time. Mm -hmm. Tell you how much I accomplish, but most importantly, how I feel and how the rest of my life is in expression of the mm -hmm. fact that when I'm present, I'm present. Right, right, right. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and it, it not only is, is multitasking so valued by society, it's getting even more so in this highly yeah. technological age mm -hmm. where people are working on their computers and talking on their cell phones and texting and emailing all like at the same time while, while trying to have a conversation with somebody. And it's really, it's, it's mm -hmm. in this developed world, it, it's uh, almost getting to a, a, a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> it is. And, and, and exactly. And what better time to make the choice to just not right. multitask. Right. You know, it, it, and it always is a choice. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, listeners out there, that's your 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 mission. Should you decide to accept it, 
is to not multitask for even just a few minutes each day. Beautiful. Yeah, why not? Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Selena. Um, very grateful, as always, for your practical spirituality tips of the day. And if people want to find out more, where do they uh, find you? Thanks, Sam. It's wonderful to be here. I love sharing. And the place that people can find more information about me mm-hmm. would be selenamaitreya.com. And it's S E L I N A. M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A. Wonderful. Wonderful, Selena. So thank you so much for your tips, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Okay, my dear. Have a great week. You too. Thanks. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. I love her contributions every week, really. Wonderful way to start the show off. And now it is my pleasure to introduce another wonderful uh, teacher, uh, Heather Ash Amara is the founder of TOSI. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. The Toltec Center of Creative Intent and author of the new book, The Toltec Path of Transformation, Embracing the Four Elements of Change. Her latest book is Warrior Goddess Training. I hope all you goddesses out there are listening today. Uh, Become the Woman You Are Meant to Be, um, which has even a foreword by Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of The Four Agreements, which I... I, I It's amazing how I'm seeing that book more and more these days, even though I read it years ago. And, uh, you know, Heather Ash is is wonderful. She works with and serves women who are busier than ever in the U.S. today, busy with their friends and families and now work and other things and always putting other things ahead of them. And um, she's here to help women to become more warrior goddesses and to kind of reprogram this idea uh, that women are not enough. Uh, She draws upon wisdom from Buddhism and Toltec and ancient earth-based goddess spirituality traditions. Um, And uh, I'm very pleased uh, that uh, her travels bring her to the Conscious Consultant Hour today. Welcome, Heather Ash. How are you today? Thank you, Sam. Doing great. Wonderful, wonderful. So uh, I always like to to start off our audience trying to give people a little bit of a of a background. So I, I'm just curious. Uh, do you feel like you've been on a on a spiritual path most of your life? Is this something that developed a, a little bit later on, or were there were there some specific incidences that really brought you to to doing this kind of work? I was really blessed to be raised in Southeast Asia, so I was surrounded by Buddhist cultures and people that were very in touch with nature and with their sense of spirituality. And when I was seven, I had an experience. My family took us to India, Uh and it was really my first spiritual experience. I was walking, and there was this young girl walking towards me, and she was Mm -hmm. also about seven years old. Mm-hmm. And she had really ragged hair and was wearing really tattered clothing, was barefoot. Mm. Yet when I looked in her eyes, I felt complete love. I felt like the oh. two of us completely merged. And it was just a brief, really five-second encounter mm-hmm. where we walked towards each other, we smiled, and we passed. Mm. And she went her way, and I went my way. 
But I was different after that encounter. Hmm. I really saw that we as humans are all the same, that we have hmm. the same love inside of us. It doesn't matter what we look like outside or what our circumstance is. Mm-hmm. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, Seven that was years a beautiful. <laughs> and, and so, um, and then how did your, your path kind of develop? And we just got a couple of minutes before our first break. Um, I mean, did you end up uh, studying uh, uh, Buddhism when you were in school, or, or is it just something that more you, you, you did on the side, gradually developed? I got really interested in spirituality and started studying first European shamanism mm. and studied with a different, many different teachers. And then I had a dream about Don Miguel Ruiz oh, really? and yeah. met him in 1994. Um. And that was a big, then a big, another life change of studying with him intensely for the next 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you remember what that, that meeting was like? I mean, the first time you saw him? Pure joy. Really? <laughs> and it was really knowing that I'd come home. It's the feeling of uh-huh. walking into this community uh-huh. and just seeing the people that were there and feeling their dedication and their joy uh-huh. and feeling like these are my people. And uh-huh. then meeting Miguel and uh-huh. my whole body was like, we are, this is it. Here we go. <laughs> Next on the path. So, and it's been really incredible ever since. Uh-huh. And I've spent then years integrating Buddhism, European shamanism, Native American spirituality, and the work, the Toltec work that I did with Omega mm. for a blend of what works best as a practical spirituality. That's what I'm really interested in is <laughs> how can we take things from concepts into action in our lives oh. so that we can live happier, more joyful, more authentic lives. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so so I want you to hold that thought. We're going to go out for a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I want to uh, talk a little bit more just kind of about your path a little bit and, and uh, how you decided to become a warrior goddess trainer. <laughs> so everybody, <laughs> please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 
212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. TalkingAlternative.com To the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, my guest this hour is Heather Ash Amara, author of the new book, Warrior Goddess Training. So, uh, Heather Ash, in the last segment, we talked a little bit about how, uh, you know, what kind of got you started on the path and, and meeting Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, after you, you met him and, and you, you, I guess, became sort of part of his community, um, I understand it. It's you said you, you took a little while for you to kind of integrate that in. What was the biggest challenge for you in 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 sort of um, taking him on as a teacher and becoming part of this community? Mm, that's a good question. The biggest challenge was seeing how crazy my mind was. Ah. So one of the first techniques that we work with is becoming aware, mm-hmm. and which is really simple becoming aware of what we're thinking. And right. at the time, when I first started doing the path and started witnessing my mind, what I saw was that my mind was almost constantly, it felt like, in what I later called disaster mind. Mm. So my mind had a tendency to go into the past and look at all the things that went wrong and what I did wrong and how could I avoid uh. doing it again, or going into the future and worrying. Mm. And looking at how to avoid disaster in the future. And mm-hmm. so that awareness of how my mind was often in judgment, in criticism, or in victimization, and living in the past and living in the future was really challenging at first, because I felt like I had enough energy to witness it, but I didn't yet have the energy to change how I was in relationship with it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and did you find there were other people had the same challenge? Yes. <laughs> I think that's one of our biggest challenges as, as Western humans right now, is mm-hmm. that our thoughts are very much not in alignment with who we really are. Mm. We have judge and victim. We spend a lot of time comparing, wishing we were somebody else, wishing we were someplace else and creating an image of who we think we should be. Mm. So there's a way that as we move in the world, instead of actually being in our body, in our experience, we're living outside of ourselves 
and constantly mm-hmm. looking to this image we've created of who we should be and who we think other people want us to be. And that creates a lot of suffering. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I often counsel people uh, who, who, you know, I find that they're always trying to do something for somebody else um, so that they'll be happy. And, and I keep telling them it's, it's kind of like, you know, everybody wants something different from us, so we can't do enough different things to make all the people in our lives happy. You know, if we really want to be happy, we can only make ourselves happy, not other people. And, and by making ourselves happy, we can live as an example. Exactly. That is exactly it. Right. And be- becoming more aware of where are the places that we're out of our own integrity and mm. where we're trying to please everyone else instead of ourselves right. is the path back to wholeness. Right, right. Beautiful, beautiful. So uh, at what point during your path did you decide to become an author? I actually started writing my first book when I was about six years old. Oh, a young writer. Yes, I remember very clearly, yes, um, getting the pen and paper out and starting my my book and Mm. getting about a page in and realizing, I don't think I've lived long enough to write a book yet. (laughs) So I went out and lived my life. That's and a pretty. That's a pretty self-aware about, little girl. Not a fun story. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty self-aware little girl to be able to make that decision. Like, oh, I haven't lived long enough yet. I guess I have to live a little more and then write my book. Yeah, then I'll then I'll write my book. Mm-hmm. So I've since then had many experiences that I've written about, and I've I've just been writing on and on on and off my whole life, and mm. wrote my first book in two thousand and four was when the first the first book came out and i've just been writing books ever since really really enjoy it such a beautiful way to share my heart is very much around sharing what i experience mm. and what i've learned and so i feel really blessed to get to not only teach but also then put into words on paper some of my experiences and learnings and to be able to share it with others. And how many books have you actually published? I've actually published five different books. Oh, wow. Most of which, yeah, most of which are self-published. Well, three are self-published and two are published by Hierophant Publishing. Oh. And I have many more books inside of me. So. Mm, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> um, okay, so so let's, let's get to the present time. And so what was the inspiration for your re- latest book, Warrior Goddess Training? Why, why, why did you feel there needed to be a book talking about this subject? I had been doing a program for women for many, many years called 13 Moons, Mm -hmm. and it was to help women come into alignment with the seasons and with their own power. Mm. And so Warrior Goddess Training came out of that. And Mm. I see that for many women, we especially live our lives trying to fix, please, control the world outside of us. And so Warrior Goddess Training is the manual to help us as women come back into our own center, to find what's authentic to us, to reclaim our strength, our courage, our love, our openness. And I really feel that if women can anchor this into our lives, then it affects everyone in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So the more 
that women come into balance, the more I believe that the, our society, our world will also come into balance as mm. well. Yeah, I, I forget who said it, but I remember somebody said that if you want to change society, you have to start with the mothers because they're the ones who influence the children. So by, by <laughs> sort of changing, helping the women to grow, that you're actually affecting all of society, not just the women. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm, it's been so happy making for me because a lot of women are reading the book and then giving it to their daughters. Ah. And also, and giving then their partners are reading it, and there's a movement has gro- is growing really fast, and I feel that it's an inner revolution, and that for women that we have a lot of freedom externally now that we didn't always have. Right. There's been a lot of struggle for women to get external freedoms like voting and working mm-hmm. where we want and. Right. And now the, the next revolution is, is to get free inside, to find our yes. inner freedom. Yeah, yes, which is a, a much more difficult battle in some ways. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, I, I see the, the, the quote posted on Facebook all the time from the Dalai Lama who says that the, the world will be saved by the Western woman. Do you, do you believe that's true? I think that's definitely a possibility. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do, because I feel that we have the capacity if we come together mm. to help everybody. Mm. You see, I, I heard that the key phrase in there was "if we come together." Why do you say that? Because I I feel that change happens on a community level rather than mm. just an individual. Mm-hmm. And there's a way that when we learn to go beyond competition, which mm-hmm. is very trained into women, yes. and come into cooperation, which mm-hmm. is happening more and more, which is really beautiful, mm-hmm. that we're in a paradigm shift. And I feel like women are leading the way in that paradigm shift of letting go of that old model of competition and stepping back into cooperation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's more really where we come from as humans Mm. is cooperation, is supporting each other, is community, and we're coming back into that. And so we have to learn how to let go of the old ways of being with each other Mm -hmm. and step into how can I support myself and how can I support you as well, Mm -hmm. that we're doing both simultaneously Mm -hmm. and that we're celebrating each other's successes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's, uh, there, there used to be a host, he's on hiatus now on the station, who I, I've heard him say on a number of times on his, station, on, on his, his own show that the, the, um, the big advantage in history, in the past, that men had over women is that men learned how to work in groups and in teams. So, you know, in sports teams and armies and things like that. Whereas women weren't quite as good, and I'm not, I don't know why, but but that women weren't quite as good at at working in teamwork and that you know working together for sort of a common goal. But if if as you're saying, if women can learn to work together for a common goal, as opposed to just doing things individually, that that can be a real real shift in society. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and that women. I believe in Native cultures know how to work together, mm. and that that's in our DNA, that's in our bones, but we've unlearned it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, uh, again, I'm, I'm just going to refer to another show on, on the network. Uh, there's a wonderful show we have on Mondays called Pardon My French that's a show f- about French-speaking expatriates. And I remember there was one show where uh, Dominique was interviewing a couple from Senegal, and they were talking, um, not from Senegal, excuse me, Rwanda, about how everybody in the village was like keeping an, an eye on everybody else's children and what was going on. And as a little kid, like if you did something wrong, by the time you'd get home, your parents already knew about it because of the, the village <laughs> grapevine, so to speak. So that, yes, in, in sort of indigenous cultures and, and native cultures that um, things were much more worked on a, on a cooperative basis than, than in really a quote unquote developed world. Yeah, and that we've really isolated women, especially mm. in the, you know, we can say before the 60s, before the, the feminist movement, mm-hmm. women were really isolated in their homes with their kids. Yeah. And that was their one job. Yeah. And now that women are coming back into the workforce and mm-hmm. that there's a, a transformation happening, we ha- we're having to then relearn exactly what you said. I love that, that mm. we're all in this together. If we raise, if we help support each other in raising our families and really raising ourselves. So mm-hmm. I feel like that yes. for women is our most important role is re-raising ourselves. Yes, re-parenting. Re-parent ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely beautiful. Okay, it's time for us to take another a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about sort of these ancient traditions and how we can apply them to today. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be back in just a moment. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. 
If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. Times Square can shine as bright as you. I swear it's true. Hey there, Delilah, don't you worry about the distance. I'm right there. If you get lonely, give this song another listen. Close your eyes. Welcome back. Ah, the plain white tees. Love that song. Um, so, Heather Ash, I'm, I'm curious. In, in your studies of, uh, obviously, you're, you're very rooted in, in the Toltec tradition of working, especially, I guess, working with teachers like Don Miguel Ruiz and other indigenous cultures in Buddhism. What do you think these ancient traditions have that makes them relevant to today's society for women? The ancient traditions had a connection to Earth and the cycles of the sun and the moon. Mm. They lived more in cyclical living. And we now tend to live, as modern humans, in linear living, which has its benefits. There's absolute brilliance around the linear mind, Mm. but it's only a part of our humanity. And when we just live from linear living, we end up trying usually we end up living in the future of well when i accomplish this then this will happen mm-hmm. then i'll be happy then i'll be okay when mm-hmm. i lose 10 pounds then i will <laughs> be able to get the person that i want to be in a relationship with or when i so we we always put things into the future uh-huh. and what native peoples had was this knowing that there are cycles of birth that uh-huh. there are cycles of death Mm-hmm. And that we need to nourish life. That and taking the time to nourish things is what allows them to grow. So there was a patience. There was an understanding that things unfold in their time. Mm-hmm. And there was also a great honoring of the endings and the letting go and the death, as much as the beginnings. Mm-hmm. And so for women to come back into a more cyclical relationship with the inner world as well as the outer world, and to honor the beginnings and the endings, and to learn to nourish ourselves and our beloved family, friends, projects in a way that's sustainable over time. Yeah, yeah, that's really the key about it, being sustainable. And and really that this kind of... um, lack of honoring nature and the, and the cycles of nature is, is so prevalent throughout uh, like all facets of our lives, even down to the food we eat. And, and I've you know, heard many people talk about that, you know, regardless of where you live, you shouldn't eat the same in wintertime as you do in summertime uh, because just over the years, you know, your body is not used to it and that if you eat, you know, what's around in the fall, 
in the fall and eat what's around in the spring in the spring that it's actually much healthier to your body. Exactly. Exactly. And that to recognize that there's times when we have a lot of energy and vitality and there's times that we have less energy and vitality Mm -hmm. and honoring that, honoring what works for our bodies, Mm. honoring the land and what the land is giving. Mm -hmm. And as you're saying, to then align ourselves more with what's in season, what's fresh, what's from the land right around me helps Mm. us come into balance and to know sometimes things are available and sometimes they're not. Mm. And we have the illusion now everything should be available all the time. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We must take that in internally. I should be available all the time. Mm, right, right. The cell phone's always on. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And even on vacation, I still have to check my email. Yes. Right. Exactly. And that's the trans- transformation I feel like we are all in mm. as modern humans, is right. to learn how to unplug from the digital near world right. and replug ourselves back into the cycles of nature right. and honor the rest and the release cycles as well as the building growth right. phase. When did you write this book for women who were already on a spiritual path or is this book really more for people who were are just kind of testing the waters and trying to figure things out? This book was written actually for any woman, whether she's new to a spiritual path or whether she's been on it for a while. Mm-hmm. So I really geared the book to women who, who just know they want to make some change in their life, mm-hmm. whether they've been on a spiritual path or not. There's a feeling sense of wanting more in their life, wanting to be more centered, more calm, more grounded, more loving, more of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I also put teachings within the book. There's a lot of exercises and practices Mm -hmm. that even someone who's been on a spiritual path for many years will find beneficial. Uh So there's really good foundational pieces that are so valuable to go back Mm -hmm. and to check, okay, how's my foundation? Mm -hmm. As well as more advanced teachings that help us around how do we take our energy back from the past? How do we clearly choose where we want to put our intent and our focus for the future? And, and, so, so, a, and so I'm just curious, since you call the book Warrior Goddess Training, is this like a training manual? I mean, is there exercises that, that the women are supposed to go through as they're reading it? Um, or, or is it more really just sort of a, a, a guide that they can, ref, like a reference manual? It's, it is a great training in that there are 10 different lessons, and there were 10 areas that I felt like were the most important for women to come into a new relationship with. So each lesson then guides her into how to find freedom and authenticity within that particular area. So mm-hmm. there's how to speak your truth, how to commit to yourself, how to open up intuition. So these 10 different lessons are training Mm. us as we read them Mm. how to be in relationship with ourselves in a new way. Mm. So so as you mentioned before, we we talked a bit about sort of reparenting. Do you find that sort of this concept of self-care 
and really nurturing ourselves is is a more difficult um, process for women to really integrate into their lives? I do. I do. We are so... Often we get trapped in putting other people's well-being first mm-hmm. and not even considering ourselves in well, well-being. Mm-hmm. I remember recently talking to a woman that had the light bulb off in her head that not only did she put other people first, she never even included herself at all. Mm-hmm. She wasn't second or third or fourth. She wasn't in the picture. Wow. Yeah. So that is a big transformation of putting ourselves in the picture even. Right, right. And then listening to what do we need at depth, not what we need. I think about sometimes the crust, like, oh, I need this, I need this, I need this, which will fill the short-term need. But my question for women is go deeper. What do you need at your depth? What Mm. really nourishes you? What really sustains you in the long run? And I mean, you've been working with women for a while, as you said. You I mean you've been doing workshops and trainings. Um, do you find that women are, are are really searching for this more, and that they're more open to these kinds of teachings? They are, and I feel like that's happening more and more. So, mm-hmm. women are seeking new ways of being, mm-hmm. and also sometimes women come because their family is in crisis in crisis or because uh, they're struggling in, at their work. So it's, it looks like it's an external thing that they're doing right, it for. Right. But once, of course, they get into the work, they realize, oh, it's all about me. Right. <laughs> yeah, they start to learn that, you know, that the external is just a reflection of what's going on inside of them. Mm-hmm, exactly, exactly. Uh, and it's finding that balance of, warrior energy, which for me is focus, clarity, 100% commitment, 100% yes, and the goddess energy, which is about really opening creativity, love, and fluidity. Right. Right. And that, actually, it's a very good point, and we should really be clear that, that a warrior goddess is not necessarily somebody who's going out there and fighting with people and, you know, getting into the boxing ring and, with the, and throwing the gloves off and tearing at someone. It's really more about standing in your own personal power. Yes. Yes, exactly. And that there isn't one way to be a warrior goddess. No, wow. I, I really want to make sure that women don't use, okay, now I'm supposed to be a warrior goddess, and that's what warrior goddess looks like, so now I have to fit into this new mm. being. And what I'm interested in is, is women being themselves. What I'm interested in is humans being themselves. They're right. diverse, quirky, wonderful, authentic selves. Right. And that we all come into being our own best friend, our best ally. And that we then can celebrate life with each other. Then we can bring our joy forward and transform from the inside out. Right, right. Yeah, because, I mean, there really isn't just one formula of of how to live for everybody in the world, because everybody is different. We, We all have different preferences, different backgrounds, different belief systems, and, and we don't all have to be the same to be happy. We just need to know what does it mean for us personally. Yes. What's my truth? What's my dream? 
how do I express in the world? And then when we really honor that for ourselves, what I found is that then we honor the diversity we see outside of ourselves and conflict diminishes because I know I don't need you to be like me right. and I don't need to be like you. So I can right. then open to, hey, who are you? Wow, mm. you believe that? That's cool. <laughs> because I know what my beliefs are. Right, and right. then if I find something that is more yummy, supportive for myself, then I can change my beliefs because I'm not fixated on this is how I have to be. Right. And you're not scared of other beliefs that, that don't necess- aren't necessarily in alignment with your own. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. It's okay. Right. It is okay. Right. It's okay. And it then becomes, it's okay. It's all good. And it then becomes okay for us to be around other people's discomfort, other people's anger, other people's frustration, because we're with ourselves, and we know that we experience those emotions sometimes as well, Mm -hmm. that they come and go. Mm -hmm. And so then, even if someone is disappointed in us, Mm -hmm. then we stay steady. and in love and in presence yeah. with that. And that is an especially challenging place for women. Yeah. Yeah. But it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. It is possible. Absolutely. Okay, it's time for us to take our last commercial break. The hour sure does fly by fast when we have such interesting guests. <laughs> um, so everyone, please stay tuned. When we come back, we'll talk about where you can find her book and maybe where you can even see Heather Ash in person herself. So everybody, please stay tuned, and we will be back in just a moment. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? 
interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back. Uh, we've been talking this hour to Heather Ashamara, uh, the author of the new book, uh, Warrior Goddess Training. Um, so, Heather, uh, why don't we let our audience know, where can they find the book? The book is available pretty much everywhere, Amazon.com, wow. BarnesandNoble.com, mm-hmm. and also at local bookstores. Uh. And uh, you're going to be uh, coming to New York City, aren't you? I am. I'm very excited. Yay. Next Saturday, I'll be doing a workshop at Om Namaste, mm-hmm. or through Om Namaste, and it's part of a three-part series with Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. and Don Jose yeah. that are teaching the week before and the week after. Right. So, and that's a Saturday, the, 20, the 25th of October. Correct. Correct. It's in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so if people want to get more information, they can visit the Om Namaste bookstore yeah, I... website or my website, heatherashamara.com. also has a link to that workshop. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, the Namaste bookstore. I think their website is namastebookstore.com. A wonderful place uh, here down on 14th Street. A big shout out to them. Um, so uh, I'm just curious, Heather... Uh, Ash, in, in the process of, of writing this book, and, and I know you'd been doing this work for a while, was there anything that, that kind of came from the actual writing of the book that sort of surprised you? There was a big change for me in the, in the writing of it. So there's, there's two parts to that. One was my own process with writing. Mm-hmm. Writing the book about getting steady and being in the cycles, what I really learned was how to stay steady with myself through my own discomfort of the writing mm. and the rewriting and the polishing. Uh-huh. And I found myself for the first time loving the editing, loving the polishing, uh-huh. loving going back over it again. Mm-hmm. So that was joyful mm-hmm. for me because that was not always true with my writing. Mm. And the second piece was what surprised me was that so much of what we're working with as women is around our energy and mm-hmm. what we're doing with our energy. Mm-hmm. And I saw that woven throughout the book of bringing different tools of how we can be in a new relationship to ourselves, to how we perceive ourselves, mm-hmm. but also to what we're doing with our energy, how we're spending our energy in our mm. life so that we become more conscious. Right. right. <clears throat> and I mean, that's a lesson not, not just for women, but for men too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are plenty of men that I've talked to that have read the book or are reading the book either to learn more about the women that they're in relationship with or because mm. they know that there's good tools in there. And mm. there are. It really is applicable 
to anyone. How will you know if your book has made the impact that you hope it will make? So far, it has already over-exceeded my desire, hope for it. Wonderful. Yeah, it has really lit a fire, and it is going out far and wide. And we're having women every day write in saying, I'm starting a book club, I'm getting women together. So for me, that my my prayer is that that continues, that the book Mm. helps women to come together in community and support each other Mm. in stepping into their warrior goddess self Mm. and loving exactly who they are. And, and how do you see that sort of affecting society as a whole? I see that as women step back into their center, Mm -hmm. society as a whole is going to have more calm, peace, spaciousness, because women then will be experiencing that themselves Mm -hmm. and then creating that in their world. Mm. Now, most of us are so out of balance right now. Right. And individually and then in our society, there's a lot of imbalances. Mm -hmm. And as women find their balance, Mm -hmm. I believe that society, that governments, that healthcare systems, that our relationship with the environment, that all of it will start coming back into balance and being honored Mm. for the importance of every aspect of the cycle Mm. and every being that's part of life. So so are you optimistic for the future for, for women and for society in general? I am. I really am. I've, Mm. I've seen so much transformation in communities and in individuals and in my travels. I know what's possible and I know how fast change can also happen. Mm -hmm. And so while it's definitely a challenging time right now in so many Mm -hmm. levels, I also know that what the media is reporting is a fraction of what's actually happening. <laughs> yes, yes, we talk about that all the time. There's just there's no yeah. way that like life is as grim and dark as what you see in the media. Yes. And so I keep my focus on where are the communities, individuals, people, leaders, children that are fostering change. And Mm. I support all of us in doing that, in listening to alternative radio, in getting inspired, in looking for where is there change happening, and recognizing there's a lot happening that's incredibly hopeful. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There really is. I mean, it all just depends what you choose to focus on, because, you know, if you keep focusing on all the wars and all the pollution and all the problems in the world, you know, you just, you know, you're going to feel depressed and want to just just like jump off the window. But at the same time that all of those things are happening, we also have tremendous uh, awakenings and and, uh, tremendous development that actually bode quite well for humanity and it, and it's really just a choice of, of where is our focus yes it really is a choice where's our focus yeah. and we get to choose that yeah. so so before i let you go i, I just i have to ask you uh, like what was it like to work with don miguel ruiz i mean you know he's so because of his book the four agreements he's become so popular and i don't want to say famous but very very well known um, what was it like to work with him, just on a personal level? 
it was really incredible because he is such an embodiment of love, of unconditional love. Mm. And at the time that I was apprenticing with him in, the, in what we call the early days, mm-hmm. um, he was also very fierce and very direct, oh. and so, which was a huge gift as mm. well. So to have that combo of, like, I knew he loved me no matter what. There was nothing I could do that he would remove his love. I knew that. Uh, okay. And that then allowed me to love myself in the same way. Uh, huge okay. gift. And his fierceness also helped me to really show up and get present with what I was doing, mm. what my truth was. Right, so it was right. really an honor, and I'm, I'm blessed to be in a, a great friendship with him now and teaching partnership. Beautiful. And, Beautiful. Yeah. So um, before we sign off, if, if people want to learn more about you, is there a, a website they can go to? I mean, just in general? Yeah, two websites, heatherashamara.com, mm. and I also have a website, warriorgoddess.com. And ah. anyone who's listening to the show that mm-hmm. buys a book, you can get my 11-day online boot camp for free. Oh, wow. Wonderful series. And you can do that by checking out the warriorgoddess.com page, and there's mm-hmm. uh, directions around how to get the book and how to get yourself signed up for boot camp, which starts November 10th is our next one. November 10th. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Heather Ash. It's been a pleasure to have you. Um, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to pop down to Namaste Bookstore when you're in town and actually get to meet you. That would be wonderful. Thanks so much, Sam, and blessings to everyone. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone, uh, that's it for our show today. Please stay tuned. Coming up next, one of our newest shows, The 21st Century Entrepreneur with J.C. Maldonado, a wonderful show today for all of you entrepreneurial-minded people out there to stay tuned, followed by a brand-new show from Tony Martinetti, uh, Tony Martinetti's nonprofit radio. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Here's a little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry Be happy In every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live 
to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern right here at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 